0: Welcome to episode two of Creature's Corner. Today we have a special guest with us. He goes by Griff. Uh, Griff has, has done a lot of things. He's served in the military for uh, over 30 years and he also has newfound passion is in education and that's where he'll touch on today one of his new works that uh, he's created. He likes to call it his four, first short little book that uh uh, we're getting the first glimpse at it right here today on Creatures Corner. Uh, so, without further ado,
1: we're going to go to Griff. Good morning, everybody. It's Griff here. Hey, I just want to share with you a little, uh, little—I like to call it a little note I wrote here real recently on uh, how I feel about the education and and kind of the direction that we should be going and the and the focus that we should be putting on. I like to call it the inspiration train. How many of you ever been on a train? I have to say most of my life has been filled with memories of trains. During my over 30 years affiliated with serving our country, I was on and off trains quite often. I remember taking a train to Washington, D.C. from High Point, North Carolina when I was around eight years old. I also remember what they called the Freedom Train when it rolled into our hometown back in 1976. You know, one of the coolest, I repeat, coolest parts of the train that every kid and adult, you know, if they were honest, they'd admit it, loves is the engine. The engine provides the power and direction of the train. Another cool part of the train that my dad loved to talk about was the caboose, which marked the end of the train. This last car of the train served as a rolling office for the conductor and the brakeman, but now in modern mainline trains they are replaced by an electronic device. Can you believe that we lost the old caboose? The rest of the trains The middle cars will be filled with either passengers or freight, such as minerals, gas, or food. This text will mainly place the emphasis on the passenger train, including the engine and the middle cars. Well, being that trains were a passion of mine growing up, the thought came to me. Griff, you know, this is a perfect analogy for my latest passion. After serving in the military, I felt a strong calling into education, specifically working with students who were disadvantaged or had a disability. What I quickly noticed was that all students had one thing in common, and that was they all wanted to feel special. Hey, wait a minute. I like to feel special. Well, hey, don't we all like to feel special? What I have witnessed over the past five years in education is that many dedicated teachers work tirelessly to help provide a better life for students while they navigate all the bureaucratic educational red tape on a 24-hour basis. There are many times that their engines have been running so long preparing lesson plans, both virtual and what they call hybrid now. Countless trainings they're working on. They're chewing on new curriculum that just rolled out, progress notes they're doing, report cards, multiple standardized tests, what they call child study meetings and IEP meetings. And don't forget about those parent-teacher conferences that by the time they arrive at the station, to get those students, their whistle has trouble blowing. With all this preoccupation surrounding the prerequisites of learning, we have lost sight of our main goal, which is the passengers, you know, our students and how they are feeling about the train ride. This is where I feel it is imperative to make them feel special on every journey, no matter what trip they're on. If they happen to be taking math, science, English, writing or social studies trips, they should be treated as special passengers. And feel like that was the best train trip I have ever been on. How do we do all this with those requirements that are breathing down our necks, you ask? We have to always, and I repeat, always, seat our passengers first. They are our priority, and we have to make them feel that way during the whole trip. I propose that we do it through the analogy I will share with you through these next chapters we need to get back to developing special relationships with each of our passengers and not lose sight of the fact that some of them need a little more care and feeding during the journey than others i hope you enjoy the ride chapter one special engine just look at that engine my dad said as a smoke billet out of this black looking stack high above the winder that housed my uncle charles the engineer yes my uncle was a train engineer and worked for southern railroad for over 20 years He was the man who gave the direction to the train and kept it moving down the tracks toward its destination. He had a passion for trains and a love for them as well. Being a train engineer was not just a job doing. It was his passion and one of the great loves of his life. I do not use those words loosely when it comes to the engine that drives our trains as educators. It is imperative that you are called as an educator of young people. Being called means it's not just a job for you. You are passionate about it and you love what you do. I do not mean that you love all that bureaucratic paperwork, testing, and all those things that are eyes that take our eyes off our passengers. I'm speaking about being passionate about each student and the love for each and every one of them. Our engines should be filled with passion and love that the students see it flowing from our trains when they arrive at the station. It often seems that we are caring so much. For all what i call the abcs and one two threes that we miss the mark of making each of our students feel special i remember several years ago i interviewed a job i interviewed for a job over to middle school you know i had worked in high school and in elementary i thought about the trifecta would be cool but when i arrived i was greeted like i had just landed on a cruise ship the assistant principal put a lay around my neck and gave me various goodies on the way back to her office Everyone I came in contact with was smiling and made me feel welcome. This is how our kids should feel on a daily basis. There are many times that I have personally witnessed students who need and want to feel special being told they missed this, or they did not do that, or they better do this. We need to get better at celebrating and loving our passengers, and they will continue to want to ride our rail system. And at some point, they may want to become the engineers who guide this inspirational train. Chapter 2, The Inspire Car. The passenger cars of a train can often be very stale, quiet, and serene places. I remember on a train to Washington, D.C. as a child, some of the train workers uh, made it very fun by singing and dancing while they worked. The smiles that they portrayed made me feel very welcome, and the pep in their step inspired me to remain positive in this newfound journey The middle school principal that turned the interview process into a cruise ship atmosphere is also a great example of inspiring people in a head-on fashion. These great examples of inspiration will certainly carry over to educators who are seating passengers on our inspiration train. One of the big focuses when loading or unloading a train is customer service. The students are our customers, and we must provide exemplary customer service so they will want to continue to ride our railway system. Having a greeting team that will meet each student with a smile and warm, positive greeting when they arrive at school is a great way to prepare them for the inspiration train. I have also witnessed schools playing music and dancing out in front of the school when the students arrive. This also brings excitement and a special factor for each student as they arrive. At one school, their mascot greets students when they get off the buses and the mascot even visits the classes and greets students before the bell rings. This may seem like a small insignificant thing, but those students remember when that cult visited their class. It made them feel part of something special, and it should be one of the great destinations of education and life. We want students to want to come to school, and creating a special environment full of positivity and inspiration will go a long way in providing this destination. To inspire someone is to make a conscious choice to look past who they are, to see what they can become. Many of us focus on current behaviors instead of seeing and vocalizing who the student can be. Even better than this is to focus on the positive nature of what a student is achieving during the day. It could be something as small as they did a great job leading the lunch line, or to thanking them for raising their hand for that one time. So often we see the five times that they did not raise their hand and point to those instances in written data to teachers, parents, and vocalization to students. This is not inspiring a student to be the best person that they can be. As educators, we must place the focus on edification of our students every chance we get. And when we do this, the students will board the inspiration train with a smile and a clear head for learning. Chapter three, encouragement car. There have been many times in my life where I felt like it was going to be very difficult to accomplish something. And at most of those pivotal moments, someone was there encouraging me to complete the task or mission. From family, coaches, teachers, drill instructors, to friends, there have been many people that have encouraged me along my journey. This encouragement helped me through some of the most difficult times in my life. I remember during boot camp back in 1986, I was being asked, I asked myself, what in the world was I doing there? And it was the encouraging letters from my mother and friends that helped me make it through those moments. When I received some devastating news in high school, was an encouraging teacher, who helped me navigate those shoal waters and remain positive. Students are no different. They especially need encouragement every moment of the day. I'm here to encourage you to take steps necessary to be prepared and set yourself up on a daily basis to encourage not only your students, but every other student, or better yet, person that you come in contact with. What do I mean by set yourself up? We should strategically place ourselves in areas of the school that give us the most opportunity to develop relationships with students. Make sure you visit the cafeteria and playground areas to say some uplifting and encouraging words to students. The bus loading and unloading areas are wonderful places to develop positive relationships with students as well. The key point is that your only relationships should not be with your assigned students. Make your rounds and get to know and uplift as many students as possible. On a note that hits home, I was making my way from the upper grade hallway to the K2 wing a couple of years ago when I came across a young first grader crawling on the floor and the vice principal trying to get her back into class. I bent down and asked her if it was her classroom, and she said yes. I told her I've always thought that that classroom was so cool and that they had so much fun in there. I went on to ask the little girl if she could show me her desk, and she said sure, Before she walked me in, the vice principal asked the little one if she knew me, and she said yes. He's the man that tells me I have a nice smile when I get off the bus. This has stuck with me because I did not recognize that little girl, and I really try to be kind and say uplifting words to every person I meet. And it goes to show you that you never know the difference you're going to make in someone's life with your kind words. Encourage your students daily on this inspirational train journey, and they will in the end encourage you chapter four challenge car what's the
0: name of a challenge car
1: <laughs> oh. most people i know including students love a challenge sometimes we shy away from challenges when they are uncomfortable to us or we have no experience in those areas i have not only witnesses and adults but students as well the majority of the students will volunteer for so-called challenges when they have some experience with the subject. It is vital that we as educators gently nudge these same students towards those areas in which they are uncomfortable and build them up during the process. It is amazing to see a frightened, uncomfortable student become a passionate and confident student because they rose to the positive challenge. When we speak of challenging students, that does not mean focusing on the ABCs and one two, threes and forgetting about your passengers on this inspiration train. When you are consistently focusing on what a student did not do instead of challenging them and finding successes in those challenges, the train ride may be headed for derailment. When you put your focus on developing a positive relationship with all students and catch them being good, the sky's the limit when you challenge them with greatness. If you challenge them in a positive way and show them that you believe they can do it, the student will normally meet you at the challenge and do wonderful things, not only at school, but at home as well. In conclusion, the question should not be, will the inspiration train come to our school? The question should be, am I going to be on it? The answer to that question should be a resounding yes. It is a choice that you make as an educator. Are you going to inspire, encourage, love, and challenge your students? Or are you more concerned about the ABCs and one two threes? If you are loading up the inspiration train at your school and you will find that that the ABCs and twos threes will take care of themselves. As educators, we need to be passionate about the work to be done in this area and make sure that we consistently develop positive relationships with all students, show them you love and care for them, encourage them daily, and positively challenge each student in areas that they shy away from. When our train is filled with these attributes, it is a true inspirational train and will not only make an extreme positive difference in our society, but the world as well.
0: Well, Griff, I really appreciate you, you bringing that to us today. That's What a wonderful text. And that voice you heard there, uh, that was actually Griff's mother. She's here today. Her name is Ruth Creech. Do you have anything to say to us, Ruth? I know you wanted to uh, interject there uh, while Griff was reading that. Do you have anything to say to us today? I guess not. Ruth was going to remain quiet. And so uh, thank you so much for today. And that is the end of our podcast.